0: Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com.
3: So we've got some new advice from the CDC. Yep, uh, when it comes to the holiday season and all the holiday parties that may or may not be happening in your life, they have some new recommendations. They want you to feel free to feel jolly, I guess, but just keep it inside. Just keep just keep it inside, will you? Don't be too jolly, okay? Uh, I'm Mike Ferguson. I'm in for Ryan Recker, obviously, tonight on KMOX. And so <laughs> the CDC announced today that uh, if you are going to host any gathering over the holiday season, and they really don't want you to do that. But if you do, there's two things they don't want you to do. They don't want you to sing. So you know what? No Jingle Bells, no Holly Jolly Christmas, no Frosty the Snowman. uh, No, It Came Upon in Midnight Clear. None of that because of coronavirus. Yeah, you you make the connections. And the other thing they don't want you to do is have your pets at the party in case your pet has coronavirus. I'm not making that up. (sighs) Okay, so anyway, um, can we have a real conversation about the... uh, All the coronavirus restrictions. And let's just kind of open things up here and uh, get your thoughts on this. 436 7900 800 925 1120. Listen, no matter where you are in the country, I know you're dealing probably with some kind of shutdown or lockdown or uh, mandates of some kind. So I'm curious as to what they are in in your area and how seriously are you taking them? Uh, Because when I say how seriously you're taking them, I'll kind of tell you what's happening here in St. Louis and definitely St. Louisans. uh, Let's talk about this as well. Starting today uh, in St. Louis County, Uh, A bunch of Sam Page's new uh, orders officially went into place. Not everybody's uh, abiding by them. There's a lot of restaurants that are fighting back. They're suing. The Missouri Restaurant Association is fighting back, saying, you do not get to just pick out our industry and say you don't get to make a living anymore, which is really what's happening. Um, The other thing that Sam Page ordered was essentially a stay-at-home order. And basically said, uh, you should you have to stay at home. And the the document itself, if you look at their website, it says throughout the course of it, this order, this order, this order. It's not an advisory. It's not a thing. According to Sam Page, it is uh, an or it is an order that everybody who lives in St. Louis County has to stay home unless you're going to go to do these certain government-approved things. Then by for the but for the grace of Sam Page, you're allowed to go. Uh, I'm going to be really honest. I couldn't care less what that order says. I live in St. Louis County and I will go where I want to go, do what I want to do for any reason that I want to do it. And I couldn't care less what Sam Page says about it. That's just where I'm coming from on that. Come get me. Um, the other thing they're trying to, uh, say is that you don't, uh, you can't have, uh, more than 10 people in your, your social bubble. So pick out the 10 people you, uh, you want to be able to socialize with in person and that's it. No more than that. Okay, well, government doesn't have a right to tell you that. I don't care what level you're at. Government doesn't have a right to tell you that. Uh, So I'm not particularly taking these orders seriously uh, myself. Um, In Illinois, J.B. Pritzker announced earlier today a whole new set of of crackdowns uh, on this. Uh, for instance, I can't go through all of them. We just don't have enough time on the program tonight. But here are some of the, the highlights or lowlights, depending on how you look at it. Uh, when you're looking at like retail, like your Walmarts and your Targets and your big box Coles kind of places, um, they can have only about 25% capacity, meaning that when you go to one of these stores, there's going to be somebody out there with probably an iPad, and they're going to be counting people as they come in and counting people as they go out, we saw that a little bit earlier this year at uh, Sam's and Costco's and all kinds of places like that, grocery stores and pharmacies can have up to fifty percent capacity, uh, which I don't think. I mean, it's it's got to be a little bit rare for somebody to be it's at, at eighty, ninety, hundred percent capacity at one of these stores. Although you know, holiday seasons may be a little bit different. Now, here are some other ones in Illinois. Now, the personal care services. So like your haircuts and, and, you know, massage, real legitimate massages, things like that. Uh, They've got a bunch of rules now that are being dictated by the state of Illinois. Uh, For instance, one that jumped out at me is uh, if a face covering cannot be worn, for instance, uh, if you have a beard like I do, then uh, then the government is ordering them not to provide the service. So for instance, I can't go get a haircut in Illinois right now, apparently because I have a beard and I can't wear the uh, mask uh, for, you know, or at least have it fit properly, I guess. Uh, Also, if you do physical occupational or massage therapy, you're only allowed to provide those services if there's a doctor's note. So basically no massages just for relaxation or for sports performance or for anything like that. Uh, only a doctor can allow you to go in and do business with that, uh, massage therapist. And then there's some other things, um, gyms, health and fitness centers. This is crazy. If you work out at a gym or you work out with any intensity at all, face coverings must be worn at all times, including while engaged in individual exercise, regardless of the person or machine spacing. So you could have the whole place to yourself. And according to Pritzker's rules, you're supposed to wear a mask when you're doing high-intensity training. Well, that's just crazy. Uh, and uh, the government is ordering, it's kind of micromanaging how the uh, how the uh, gyms are doing their business. They're saying you have to take reservations to go work out, and they're ordering all the locker rooms closed. Uh, hotels are going to take yet another hit, as if they haven't been kicked in the teeth enough on this. Uh, all event and meeting space is closed, so if you were thinking about having your company's regional uh, meeting with the managers, nope, can't do it. You're going to have to cram into the conference room, which will put you probably into even more close contact than you would if you were able to go to an event or meeting space. Uh, Bars and restaurants, I mean, they're just fighting for their lives right now. Uh, In Illinois, you're not allowed to dine indoors, according to Governor Pritzker. And um, uh, so basically, you're allowed to dine outdoors in November, in the Midwest, and don't you dare think about dancing. That's against the rules now. And here's the one I love. And this is kind of the stuff that that gets my attention here. And then uh, we'll go to the break in just a second. We'll open up the phone lines again. It says, limit in-home gatherings to household members. So the governor, according to his order, says, you're not allowed to have visitors in your private home. Government has zero right To order this. Who does any elected official or bureaucrat think they are to tell you that you cannot have a guest in your home or mom and dad can't come visit or to say the grandkids can't come over? Because that's what it's actually saying here. And here's, if that's not enough arrogance for you, uh, funerals are limited to 10 family members of the decedents, not including the staff at the funeral home. Again, This is ridiculous. You can have a funeral home that seats 100 people. And even if you want to, uh, you know, impose the uh, the 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 spacing between people, you can safely put 25 people nowhere near six feet um, away from each other. But the governor seems to think that uh, he can order how many people can attend a funeral of somebody. And, of course, a lot of crackdowns on sports, casinos uh, getting their shutdown at this point as well. So there's just a lot of, of economic and livelihood damage that's happening. Um, and it's not the coronavirus that's doing all the economic damage. Can can I just make that clear? It's the government crackdowns in response to the pandemic. The, uh, Coronavirus that's doing this. All right. Uh, The number here, once again, 436 7900 800 925 1120. What are the restrictions where you are? And what do you think, especially if you're from the St. Louis area, whether you're on the Illinois side or the Missouri side? Let me know what you think, because I know there are a lot of people who feel better having these restrictions in, and you're angry, frankly, at people like me. Who roll my eyes at it. I'm going to tell you my story, and I think I've got a place of credibility to talk about this just ahead right here on KMOX.
0: Listening to
2: KMOX has never been easier.
3: Siri, play KMOX. Let's have some real talk about these uh, coronavirus restrictions. The fact is, I think we've all got the fatigue. We've all been isolated from our friends, our family for the bulk of the year. Our kids haven't been able to go to school. We haven't been able to go to the gym. We haven't been able to go to church, which, by the way, is a complete violation of the First Amendment. But people can also have good faith disagreements when it comes to these restrictions. I'm looking at, for instance, social media responses, whether it's right here on KMOX's web websites or uh, Twitter account or Facebook pages where the news stories are posted, and it does not take very long for people to to really go at each other in those comments. Uh, if If you are tired of the restrictions— Uh, You you think it's wrong that they're shutting down restaurants and, and bars and you're trying to order people to stay home. Well, then you clearly want to kill everybody and you want to spread a disease. Well, no, of course not. Uh, and then there's other people who uh, see somebody who says, good, we need more mandates. And I can't believe people would go around and not wear a mask as as though that's going to end the coronavirus. And then it's you're a sheeple, you're weak, you're a coward. And, and that's not always the case either. I'm Mike Ferguson in for uh, in for Ryan Record tonight, 436 Eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty, 925 1120 And first of all, uh, wherever you are in the country, I'm curious, what are the restrictions and mandates you're dealing with? And do you take them seriously or do you not have any? I'm going to go to the phone lines in just a second. When I said before the break, I think that I've got some, some credibility on the issue here is I'm one of the people in that first wave of COVID patients that ended up with it really earlier this year. We're talking back in like early March. I ended up with COVID, and for most people, you get COVID, you may not even know you have it or you have very mild symptoms. I was pretty unlucky. I ended up in the hospital for nine days, uh, probably should have stayed for another couple of days. I was in the ICU for a few days. So other than somebody dying from this, I probably had it as bad as you're going to get it for somebody who's in his late 40s, at least. So I do not take COVID-19 lightly, but I'm actually more scared of government overreaction and government jumping into mandate and government picking which businesses are allowed to stay open and which aren't, telling people they have to stay at home. Uh, And and it bothers me when so many people basically say, government, do something, control everybody. I got to tell you, there's no politician. There's no bureaucrat. There's no policy that's going to stop a virus it's not going to happen. We should all though, let me, let me balance what I said. We should all take it seriously enough and take common sense precautions for a lot of people. If you need to wear, feel like you need to wear a mask. Fine. Do it. No, Everybody else leave them alone. (laughs) Let them do it. Uh, I've had multiple doctors, including one of the top pathologists in this country. Tell me that I couldn't hurt you right now with coronavirus. If I tried I I'm, I'm so full of antibodies. Apparently, apparently my plasma is very valuable right now um, that I'm just not a threat to you. There's no medical reason for me to wear a mask, at least not right now, next year. I'm going to be the same as everybody else. Um, But then there are other people who just simply take, you know, calculated risks. So we immediately, so many people immediately say, I'm scared. Government, do something. I'm scared. Government, control that person. I don't like what they're doing. That's not healthy at all. So uh we'll go to the phone lines here. Who we got first? We got Tom. Hey, Tom, you are uh, on the air. You're on KMOX. What do you think?
4: Thank you, Mike.
3: Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Good.
4: I'm on the road in central Illinois and listening to you. I heard the governor speak this afternoon, and I didn't catch every word. I wasn't listening that closely. But with what you're saying, my impression is, is that the governor is trying to force,
1: mandate
4: all of this stuff on us. Mm-hmm. Now, I was listening to a Chicago station earlier, not, not the St. Louis station that I'm listening to now well, what? What's the governor gonna do? If he kind of soft pedals it and says, "Okay, everybody, we got an issue here, and we know we have a serious issue," you'll figure it out for yourself. You kind of do what you think is right and what you think is best. How? How else? How is he supposed to handle it, really? Because if he did that. It would get ripped up one side and down the other by those who feel so strongly about the authenticity and the severity of the problem that we're facing right now. Did you serve in the military, Mike?
3: I have not served in the military, nope.
4: I was drafted into the U.S. Army in May of 96. Hmm. I'm a Vietnam vet. And I've told family and friends, that period of time in my life serves as a benchmark. You understand what I mean by that?
3: Well, tell, I think I do, but, but go ahead and clarify for me.
4: It's like when I say benchmark, everything else that I've come up against in my life since then is measured against that experience. Okay.
3: Got it. And I Got was it. an
4: yeah. infantryman. Mm-hmm. I was, in, um, Where the rubber hits the road when it came to Vietnam. I just would like to know what you and others really think should be done by any governor in any state. I have family both in Colorado and in the state of Washington. Mm -hmm. My daughter and her husband in the state of Washington work real closely. with this issue. They're in a health care facility, which is also a rehab facility in part for people who, such as myself, I had heart surgery uh, coming up on two years in January. Mm -hmm. So it's that kind of a place they work. And it's gotten to my daughter so bad, she just practically cries when she's called, said, Daddy, I don't know how much more of this I can take. She's in her early thirties mm-hmm. and her husband's about
3: mid. Oh, I think we just, I uh, think we just lost uh Tom. Okay. Yeah. So Tom's, Tom's, uh, Tom, your radio signal, your, your radio signal, your, your cell signal dropped. I, I got where you're coming from. Let me, let me answer the question. What do I think governors are supposed to do? Because governors and all politicians, they're in a position where people are scared and they say, do something, just do something. And nobody wants to be the politician who gets accused of not doing anything? I get that. I, I really do. But there are things that governors can do. They can coordinate resources. Uh, they can uh, they can direct. Uh, you know where are you know personal protective equipment needed? Get it over there. They can handle a lot of logistics through executive orders that speed things up. They can they can allow uh, medical personnel, doctors, and and nurses, uh, they can waive the requirements that you get licensed in this state. You're you're licensed in Arkansas, great. Come on up to Cape Girardeau, you can work here. You're licensed in Oklahoma City, come on up to uh, Springfield, you're welcome to work. We'll accept their license for the next six months. There are things they can do, but there are people, and this is where I disagree. And I'm willing to hear you out if you uh, if you're on the other side of this. Don't get me wrong. I think we should have a real conversation on it. That's how I started the segment. The idea that I'm scared, therefore, I want you to control that person. I don't like the fact that they, they walk up and down the sidewalk without a mask on. Uh, I don't like the fact that instead of uh, being in St. Louis County and staying in their house like Sam Page told them to, they just go up to St. Charles County. And my God, they go up to the restaurant and they just have lunch like nothing's wrong. Do something. I'm of the position where I say, don't do something. And listen, in my my opinion here, and I know we've got to get a break and then we we'll go right back to the phone lines here, is that had the government come out and said, listen, here's what we know. Here's what we don't know. Here's what we recommend. But they led with mandates almost completely out of the box. When I was in the hospital and I was at Missouri Baptist Hospital in um, St. Louis County, as strange as it may sound, one of the most comforting things that I was told by the nurses there, and they did a phenomenal job. I mean, for what I can remember, I only remember I'd have to stay there. Not a lot of oxygen in my head at that that point. Uh, They said, Mike, we don't know a lot about this virus. Remember, this is back in March. They said, we're learning something new every day. And the way we're treating you today may be very different than the way we treat you in two days because we're going to learn more. But for right now, we just don't know. We're just keeping you alive. And immediately I said, I respect that. I, I said that that's somebody who's going to tell it to me straight. And, and all I wanted to do was find out what they knew, what they found out. And there were times where they, they found out one thing. And two days later, they're like, nope, we found out that's not a good thing. We're going to do this instead. People respect it when we're honest with them, but there's such a, there's such a pressure on, on public figures and so-called experts to be an authority, never be wrong. Never backtrack, never say I was wrong. When the CDC has been all over the map, Fauci has been all over the map. And that's where we get all this fatigue. So it's, it's not a matter of we're all working together. It's all a matter of do what you're told. Fauci even said that. Now it's time to do what you're told. That's not the way to approach this culture at all. All right. Uh, the number here once again is 436 7900 925 1120 And everybody who's on the line, hang on. We're going to get to those calls right when we come back. I'm going to go right back to the phone lines. And, and again, I think we are learning things and there are some habits that we are picking up now that are probably going to serve us really well for the years ahead. I'll explain just ahead on Overnight America.
1: it's a
0: Billikens Tuesday. Roby brings it up the floor, fighting off hand checks. They want to trap him. Now they got numbers. Welmer skips it to Johnson. Pops a three. Hey! Jalen Johnson. Your home for Billikins basketball this season. Debuting November 25th on America's Sports
2: Voice. KMOX.
3: Okay, and I said this at the beginning of the year, and obviously I've made it clear where I stand on a lot of this stuff. Um, can we have a real conversation not the social media comments, quote unquote conversations. That's just people chirping at each other from the safety of behind their phone or behind their keyboard. But yeah, you know, let's have the conversation about it. Listen, there is a there is a rational middle ground that says, "I understand that for that for some people, COVID-19 can be very dangerous. Believe me, I had it in a really bad way." And for the the folks who are very elderly, this is extremely threatening. My my wife's mother is uh, in an assisted living facility and we can't go see her right now. That makes perfect sense. But one size doesn't fit all. And what we're doing out of fear of COVID-19 is we're destroying livelihoods permanently. A lot of small business are going under. A lot of uh, people are losing their jobs and there's no extra stimulus money to help make up for it right now. Sam Page is going to kill businesses. JB Pritzker is going to be killing businesses and throughout Illinois when you're living on top of each other in Chicago is one situation when you're outside of Edwardsville or Collinsville or or Bunker Hill that's a whole different thing. You you've got plenty of space. The same rules don't need to apply. So let's have that conversation. Are you mad at people because they won't wear a mask when they, they go somewhere? Do you look at people with contempt because they do wear a mask? I, I don't think we should be doing either one. But let's talk about it. All right, go on the phone lines right now. 436-7900-800-925-1120. Going to start with Sandy. Hey, Sandy, you are on the air. Thanks for calling in.
2: Hi. Um,
4: thank you for this opportunity. I was just wondering... If anybody out there knows about um, from an actuary perspective where this could be put into a pie graph chart showing the actual data so that everybody could see it. And um, if the hospitals or the medical field needs extra people, just a suggestion, all it is, not to get anybody rattled, is... um, some high schools back in the prehistoric dinosaur era that I come from, um, they used to go to school half a day, and then they had hands-on training in different fields. So thank you, and uh, God's blessed will always.
3: Bye-bye. Thank you, Sandy. Oh, okay, so the, the short answer is, yeah, there's, there's no shortage of data. Uh, it's just a matter of how are people presenting it. Um, you know, there are some people have, I've seen pie charts, I've seen graphs, I've seen Spreadsheets, uh, I've seen all that, and, and here's the the disheartening part of this, Sandy. When we talk about trying to have these conversations, is the data is typically picked and chosen based on whatever it is that the presenter wants to get across. There, there's very little honest conversation, at least happening in the media. Not to throw my own industry under the bus, but I'm going to throw us under the bus. We haven't been real good about uh, doing anything other than what we call clickbait. We're trying to give sensational headlines. So you'll click on it. We're trying to get people riled up. And I think you can take this seriously while not fear-mongering, if that makes any sense. And and I mentioned right before the break, and then Mark, hang on, I'm going to go to your call in just a second here. Uh, as I said, some of the things that we're we're picking up that are going to do very well for us down the road is I don't know whether masks make a darn bit of difference or not. Um, that little piece of cloth, we, we know that the openings in it are bigger than the actual virus, but they probably knock down some some of the the viruses just, just by law's average. They're going to hit something, so they might reduce something. We know they're not going to stop it, but they might help. And, and for some people who are more at risk, every little bit helps. I'm, I'm not trying to, to say it's not a thing. But have you noticed that most people are far more conscious about doing things like washing hands, sanitizing the stuff in your house? I remember when I was sick and it came across to me that my my daughter's quarantined in this house with me. She's a college student. And so anything I touched, I just felt that could be something she touches. And so I got into a real good habit. I mean, we try to keep a clean house here. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But I got into a real good habit of uh, disinfecting you know the the handle on the the faucet on the handles on the refrigerator on the the rail on the steps on the the doorknobs and and the little knob that you pull the trash can thing out in and probably those things if we get into those habits are probably going to help us control spreads of of this and other viruses uh, cuz remember when we heard the term novel coronavirus that means new. It's brand new. We're, we don't know really what it is. We're not adapted to it. You know, the flu has been around for, you know, hundreds of years. So the flu happens. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, honestly, it's, it's just as if not more deadly than the coronavirus is numerically right now, or at least percentage wise. But we know how to deal with that. We've got flu shots. We, we, we know when uh, somebody feels like they're getting the flu, they stay home. They wash their hands a lot. So we're accustomed to it. We're not accustomed to this yet. But I don't think coronavirus is going away, but we can't live the way we're living right now. And there's no politician or policy that's going to stop a virus. So what's the right answer? Well, I don't think we know just yet, but I'm curious as to what you think. All right, Mark, you are on the air. Thanks for calling in. Mark from Albuquerque, uh, you're on KMOX.
1: Yes, uh, you probably know and have heard on the national news that we've had a spike here in the the entire state, as well as the Navajo Nation and the – in uh, in Arizona, too, um, I can honestly say uh, I'm blind, and so I don't know who's wearing a mask and who isn't, but I have four good ones of my own, and I use them because I've got a, a heart valve that they're kind of keeping an eye on, and I figure, well, I can't afford to get anything. And here you've mm-hmm. just gotten sick, and you don't have major issues, but I'm feeling reasonably good. I just haven't had the virus yet. Um, uh, politics, if they do get it to extreme, it does get a little uh old at times but then with well, this is our second um, uh lockdown we've had in certain places, our mom is in assisted living and nobody can go in or out of there either, you know, just like in the case of your mother in law or whoever it was. Right. So yeah. That's about um I won't certainly want to argue with you on it and I'm sorry you got sick, but I have another related thing, uh unrelated thing I wanted to, to relay to you. Uh it's more of a request. If you ever get to uh if you or Ryan ever have a chance to speak with Lida Krusen about anything one way or the other, uh, my name is Mark and I've, I've been blind all my life. And I wanted her to know that I have very fond memories of her um, late husband, Jeff, whose life was cut much too short back in '95. Okay. So he was a victim of a gunshot. And I never met Lida. I wouldn't know her if I tripped on her. But. Um, I did go to school with Jeff from fourth grade on, and and we did graduate from Brentwood High when I was living back there in the class of 70.
3: Okay. Yeah, I I have not run into her, um, boy, probably since, uh, oh, my goodness, this thing's been going on for so long. I think it was last Christmas that I ran into her. And I honestly, Mark, I don't think she would know me from The Man on the Moon if I actually met her again. (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, she wouldn't know me. But I would say if you were in a formal kind of a discussion or something with her, if somebody could share it, I'd appreciate it very much because I do remember Jeff and he was a really i hadn't seen him before this happened, but uh he was a great man and i and he was a nice boy when I knew him so there was a way to relay that. I appreciate it. Thank you very if, much.
3: If I get, you're very welcome, Mark. Appreciate the phone call. If I get that, uh, if I get that opportunity, I will do my best to remember to do that. All right, eight seven, uh, excuse me, four three six seventy nine hundred or eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. Still got some time this hour to get your thoughts on this. Um, you know, I'm angry about uh, a lot of the lockdown orders because I I I think they're less about health and uh, more about being in charge and trying to make and trying to calm fears, um, is what I think a lot of this is, but I definitely want to hear your thoughts on that. Um, and still ahead next hour, Hey, uh, should businesses just stick to being business or should they be involved in, in social and, uh, political and, uh, protest movements? I'll I'll explain. That's all still ahead next hour, right here on overnight America.
0: Now back to overnight America on KMOX sponsored by Michael's flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com.
3: All right, we're going to go back to the conversation about the COVID nineteen uh, restrictions. Some people just feel more comfortable when government is doing something, and to some degree, I really understand it. I just, I just wish we had a more nuanced conversation because what's what's right for you may not be right for me and we need to be able to have those conversations and let people make choices even if they're making lousy choices for themselves that's that's just the world that we live in i'm Mike Ferguson in for Ryan Record. by the way i just want to mention before we uh, go back to that and uh, if you want uh, we got yeah, we got time to get a couple more calls in 436-7900-800-925-1120 uh, the just a quick note in the St. Louis region there's a food drive that's happening right now And it honors uh, police officer Tamaris Bohannon. You may remember back in August, he was shot and killed in the line of duty. The FBI St. Louis Citizens Academy Alumni Association. uh, They are working with the folks at the St. Louis Area Food Bank to collect donations. And all of this is in honor of Officer Bohannon. So the food drive is happening right now for one week. Uh, up until November 24th. And so if you want to find out where your uh, nearest bin is to get those food donations, or if you want to make a, a monetary donation, remember this uh, this website, CAAA. Once again, F-B-I-S-T-L-C-A-A-A dot org. And so uh, that's a great way to remember uh, the officer who uh, gave his life serving the the uh, St. Louis uh, community. And Officer Bohannon is, was actually a St. Louis guy. I mean, he's exactly the type of person that uh, they wanted on uh, the police force here. And uh, his life was taken way, way, way uh, too soon. Okay, so uh, if you want to uh, give me a call, we got plenty of time to uh, talk here. You We've know, we got you know, we you know, four or five minutes left here, enough time to get into a conversation or two. I guess my my closing thoughts as we kind of wrap this up is twofold. To the political class, you cannot pass a policy that stops the coronavirus. You just cannot do it. It's impossible. Coronavirus is temporary. It's going to it's going to be here. It's it's going to sting for a while, um, and then it's going to be something we adapt to. Businesses closing, people losing their livelihoods, uh, people losing their jobs. That's not just temporary. Some of those things aren't going to be back at all. My daughter works for a restaurant that's down on Hanley Road, and it's a pizza place, pretty nice pizza place. And uh, you know they're now subject to this order. They're not one of those restaurants that's fighting back and just staying open. But uh, she said she was talking to the business owner last week when the announcement came that starting Tuesday, Sam Page is uh, kicking these businesses in the teeth again. And he just told her, he said, "Listen, wherever I land." you do good work. You're a hard worker. You know, you got a job wherever I land. He said, but if they go through with another one of these long-term shutdowns, he says, we just cannot, we just cannot survive it. You know, they're, they're right next to a hotel. They're right next to an apartment complex. So they, they've got people around, but the hotels are not doing in hardly any business in St. Louis right now. And and so they're only allowed to do some carry out. They can't have people dine in. Cause what are you going to do? Let them eat outside you saw their you heard their weather forecast it's in the 30s right now. So yeah, thanks for letting us dine outside, Sam and Governor Prisker. Thanks a lot for that. But you've got to you've got to have a, a balance that recognizes that the only fear here is not somebody getting the coronavirus. And I know it's been said, but let me bring it back up again. When we first for the most part agreed that, uh, you know, everything was going to get shut down. We were told 14 days, 15 days just to flatten the curve. You remember that? We were never promised that if we did this, that we were going to stop the virus. They had this graph chart. I don't even know where the graph chart came from. It had one big, huge, one big, huge uh, hill that boy, if we don't do something, all these infections are going to happen. It's going to overwhelm our entire system. And it's going to be really bad, but if we do all this stuff and inconvenience ourselves and take a financial hit, then fewer people get it now, but more people get it later on. And we just smooth it out. So even by their acknowledgement at the very beginning, this was not something that was going to be over right away, but now we keep getting tighter and tighter restrictions. We keep getting, in some cases, people prosecuted in some parts of the country, people arrested in some parts of the country, because now it's about, well, people are still getting sick. So we can't let up on the we we can't let up on the um, the restrictions. Well, that's a complete bait and switch from what we were told earlier in this year. And you've got to understand when people are angry and they're upset, said you can't go to work, your kids can't learn, they can't go to school. Uh, you know, your, your kid can't play little league. Uh, you know, you can't go to church. Uh, you can't meet up with your uh, small group from your church. You know, you can't, uh, you can't take your wife out to dinner. You can't take your husband out to coffee or whatever the case is. You can't do that because a lot of people are still scared. And, and that's not the way we're going to have a coherent plan. And just having a bunch of restrictions is not a coherent plan. It's not. Most people are being more careful, but at the same time, if you just want to have a battle of the of the numbers, St Charles isn't St. Charles County isn't doing worse than St. Louis County, and St. Louis County has been under a mandate for a long time. My wife and I went to a wedding reception, I think three or four weeks ago in St. Charles. No mandates, no restrictions. We went into that nice uh, uh, banquet hall that's right there on Main Street, uh, old historic Main Street. I don't know, 100, 125 people in there. A few people had masks on. Nobody thought anything of it. The only thing that was different than in years past is at the servers there at the the wedding reception. Instead of uh, us grabbing the food for our buffet, they put it on the plate, which was fine with me. Other than that, it was a normal thing. Six or eight of us at our table. There was a dance floor. I still have no rhythm, so everything was normal. I'm a terrible dancer. But... Of that 100, 125 people, whatever there was, were a month past that, not one single COVID case of anybody who was there, at least nothing that shows any evidence whatsoever of being traced back to that. We have not received a single word of somebody being sick within two or three weeks of that. So I'm not saying don't take it seriously. I'm saying don't let fear run your lives. And if you don't want to be around your anybody else for the holidays, because you're worried, okay, I respect that. But I'm asking that you respect other people who want to see their family that they've been told they can't see for eight or nine months now. And people are saying, just skip the visit with, uh, you know, your kids or your parents or your grandparents. Well, that may mean for some people another year or two before they can see him again. What's right for you may not be right for somebody else. And this one size fits all top down approach just doesn't work and it's wrong and it hurts more people than it should otherwise. So we got to back up and be willing to say it's okay for some people to do something different even if I think they're making a mistake. All right. I'm Mike Ferguson in for Ryan record. This is overnight America right here on KMOX.